lights. Camera. Everyone was kung fu, kung fighting. fu fighting. Those yes. kids were lame as lightning. Lame. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. Oh, yeah, do some hands. Because Mortal Kombat is. Crap and frightening. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, but you know. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait. Come are we chosen? Come. Where's my tattoo? I don't. I don't uh, know. I don't. I have a tattoo also, but I'll explain how that happened later. Woo! Cinematic. Yeah. I'm a hero. Mortal I Kombat. A dude for it. Yay! Wait a minute. I gotta. I gotta get my baby robot arms. <laughs> baby robot arms. T-Rex. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. T Rex. Punch it. Alright, Jonathan, let's let's get this unfortunate day started. Uh, welcome to Cinemagic Podcast. Yay! With your host who has uh, officially given up after this topic today. Uh, if you're watching me live, you can see why I'm in a robe. I'm, I'm done. It's over. Uh, I have my other co-host who looks way better than me, uh, but I feel like he's given up as well. Rick Acevedo in the building. I, I've, I've given up mentally, but I'm telling you one thing right now, man. And I want to say this. This is how strong uh, my friendship is with Jonathan. Because he said... Watch uh, Mortal Kombat, and let's do this episode on Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, no problem, because, hey, we had a great time with, with uh, um, Kong versus Godzilla, which yep. was great. It was a lot of fun, and I thought this would be a lot of fun, and I even texted him back. and said, all right, let the cheese fest begin, because this is what it's supposed to be, enjoyable cheese. Um, and, you know, I just want to bring up, we talked about our video game movies in a previous episode. And yes, Mortal we did. Kombat was my mm -hmm. favorite video game movie. With good reason. It had somebody as, I mean, it had Christopher Lambert, who was an Academy Award-nominated uh, actor back in the day for, I believe, it was Lord, um, or Greystoke, Lord of the Apes, where he played Tarzan, and he had done Highlander and all that stuff. But, you know, this was one of those films where, like, the opening sequence, the opening is super, super promising. And it's like the first two minutes. Yep. And then... And you may have seen that online. It's the it's the Scorpion versus Sub-Zero fight. Because I think they were teasing that even online before yeah. the first fight scene. Yeah, it, it's basically the... It, it, it really is the origin of Scorpion, essentially. Because what they're telling you is the origin of Scorpion. And, and essentially the origin of Sub-Zero because they're two different people at that particular point in time, too. And you're like, man, this is this is gonna get real deep, and this is, and and it's not that you're expecting death, so much as you're expecting a story and not a series of events. And this film was just that. It was after that, where I mean, they go as far as as, and I mean, by the way, if you're watching this now, please understand it is spoilers city. I don't care for this film, mm -hmm. and. I don't care for your feelings on this film it's crap and we're gonna spoil it so if you don't want that avert your ears 
avert the ears of the youngins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we don't care. We no, I don't. This I was, honestly don't care. Yeah, we grew up. We grew up. For those of you that are of a younger generation, we grew up with the original Mortal Kombat. So we feel like like we have been insulted, directly insulted. I just I just want to say that for newcomers, my partner is watching with me. Has not played Mortal Kombat, did not watch the original Mortal Kombat, knows nothing about Mortal Kombat, and I had to stop and explain this movie several times to her. She hated it, didn't like it, made no sense. So that's from someone who didn't watch it. So as you see, Rick and our feelings of we did not care for it as people who did watch it. So, dude, I. So the thing happens where they go as far as basically killing a kid. Mm-hmm. In the movie, at the very beginning. Yep. That was some seriously rough... That was a rough kind of shoot-the-dog moment. And for, for people that don't understand what shoot-the-dog means, it's essentially your old yeller moment where you have to get rid of a character that's so endearing that you love so much. And you always love the kids and you always love the wife. But unfortunately, you know, those are the people that are going to be sacrificed for the story to... to you know, that's your big sort of plot moment mm-hmm. your inciting incident that's going to get everything going and then there's a baby too and you're thinking what's going to happen to the baby well Raiden comes out grabs the baby well let me get you know nothing happens to the baby but you don't really know what happens or doesn't happen to the baby because that's never explained in the film and then it just it goes into this series of events and all of a sudden it's like you do a fast forward from the 1600s to 2000 and freaking 20, and some guy who perchance has a really terrible fighting career, apparently, you don't really know how good he was. You just know he's getting whooped in some, you know, third tier fight club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fights for 200 bucks, like on the street, and he always gets his butt whooped. And, and, but apparently, but you find out later on, apparently he used to be a, a great fighter once. That's never really explained. No. At all. Oh, I hated that moment because they're setting up like his daughter says it when he's fighting in the ring. And even the old guy says it. Jack says it when he's seen him. He's like, man, your uppercut. Oh, that uppercut is great. I, I wish you should have thrown that uppercut. So when, towards the end of the movie, when he finally shows that uppercut, it's as disappointing as everything else in this movie is. I hate everything about Cole, yeah, it's, the new it's, character. I hate everything about him. Everything. I hate everything about him because, first of all, I find him to be just like a whiny punk. He, there's nothing about him that says to me he's one of Earth's great champions, no. let alone part of a mighty bloodline. Nope. I'm like, what mighty bloodline is this guy? I get what they're working with. Oh, yeah, and he's starting to look in the mirror. So all of a sudden, you know that Scorpion is not dead. No, Scorpion is not dead. He's in the pits of hell. So we got to, we got to, you know, we got to remember that. Because, of course, why, you know, why not put that in when you already have Scorpion saying, remember this face. Yeah, that's all. That's all you. Yeah. It, it took it took five hundred years face to get back into the other guy's face. Okay, sure, fine, no problem. Okay, all of four hundred. Sorry, my math is off today. 
But then again, so was the storytelling in this movie, which there was none. Because we go from the fight to... You think... At first, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's going to have like a kind of hard knock, rocky story. Mm. But he's got a beautiful wife. Right? Yeah, beautiful wife. He's got... Smart kid who loves him. Beautiful kid. They, you know, they go get ice cream, which... I really don't understand how after getting whooped like that, you'd be wanting to get ice cream. Right? But I guess the ice cream is another clever narrative device because Sub-Zero's coming. And then Jax, who apparently is working covert following this guy, goes into to try and save him and decides he's going to go into battle with Sub-Zero because he's got the mark too. Right? Mm-hmm. And here's the funny part about Jax. Jax is a big dude. Now, if a big dude like that hits you, you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Sub-Zero didn't feel it. Maybe because, you know, he's so cold. <laughs> uh, Ponerific, baby. Why not? He's so freaking cold. So he, he, fucking, he gets whooped. I mean, annihilated by Sub-Zero to the point where his arms are ripped from his body. Now, that creates, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I'm no doctor... But if they rip two limbs from your body to the point where the skin and everything is gone, wouldn't blood just pour out of those things? Yes, but no, later on they explain they cauterized the wounds with the ice. Because, you know, ice is known but to But the ice was on wounds. the arms. They weren't on the shoulders. The ice was not on the shoulders. Like, he just ripped the... Whatever. I'm going to tell you what the movie said, because we all know the properties of ice is cauterizing. So, you know, when uh, you need to cauterize a wound, you definitely put ice on it. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, heat or flame or anything. Yeah, else. yeah, exactly. We're totally wrong about that. It, yeah. Oh, it was dry ice. No, see, it, no, you don't understand now. See, clearly Sub-Zero was using his dry ice properties, <laughs> which they don't talk about in the video game or the film. But you have to deduce that because dry ice can't burn the shit out of you. So, clearly that's what's going on, Jonathan. Let's, let's, let's not take away merits where we shouldn't take them. Clearly, we needed to assume that it was dry ice or some kind of, like, burning ice. Dry sure. ice. All right. Sure. Sure. So, they, so, so, Jax falls off a building. Now, this is a human man now with no arms. Mm-hmm. And he falls off a building. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Jonathan, I don't know about you, but here's the thing. Let's assume that for a second I'm getting into a karate fight with a superpowered being from another dimension or time, and I'm on top of a building, which I would not do, mm. or some area where there's more than one story to fall from. I want you to explain something to me. If I fall, being myself just a human guy, having just had my arms ripped from my freaking body if i fall i'm asking if i fall mm-hmm. would i not be dead let's assume that my wounds were cauterized by the ice okay yeah, so yeah. that's all good i'm cauterized i'm good to go <laughs> but that does not mean that my bones are somehow stronger like, see, there's suspension of disbelief, but asking me to suspend my disbelief with this 
is like asking me to like vomit upward and not expect physics to take over and that to fall all over me. No, no. Did you ever hear like when you're drunk and you get loose and you can like survive any height falling because uh -huh. your body's loose? That's that's what they did with Jax. That's what it was. See, the ice, besides cauterizing, just loosened him up. So when he fell, he was like real loose and the impact didn't help. I don't know, man. I'm trying to make So up. he didn't get, so he, he didn't even get a concussion. Well, I guess he was in a coma. Maybe. I'm not sure. But the, okay, so then the ice cauterized the coma. Yeah, probably. The ice saved Got his it. life. That's what I know. He would have been All dead right. if it wasn't for the ice. <sighs> That's what they say in the temple. The ice cauterizes wounds. He was lucky because if Sub-Zero, I guess, didn't break off it with ice and did it with anything else, he would have been dead. But the ice... So, that's what makes that's what makes complete sense. So if anybody ever has a limb ripped from their body, all they got to do is listen to Ice Ice Baby, look at a picture of Ice Tea, <laughs> and then watch a movie of Ice Cube while in a refrigerator, so all that can get cauterized, and maybe they can grow a baby arm or a baby leg. Yeah, what you're saying. Well, I mean, I know a master okay. assassin who's been assassinating people for a hundred years is totally gonna miss that one. The dude is still alive, and two is gonna miss another one of his prime targets coming to pick him up. But you know, who knows? And then, let me tell you what was wrong with all the characters and all the performances. I know we don't have ten years to go over this. But I'm going to give you as close to the Snyder Cut of my review of this as I possibly can, okay? And just like the Snyder Cut, it isn't going to be any good. You know what is sad? I think Snyder would have done a better job at this movie. No, God, it would have been like eight hours long and it would have made, it would have made like less sense. Like somehow I would have liked Sub-Zero. Not that I liked anybody in this film, to be honest with you. I, I really didn't find any... Because oh, no, here's I the thing. Every I hate it. The characters, the characters, if they had done them right, would have had some potential. Mm -hmm. And you definitely had people that met the, the bill in terms of the physical look. Right? In terms of, the, of that look of, okay, this person looks like they could fit. But realistically speaking, the performances were so flat. Yeah. Like you knew that these actors who are not known actors, because I don't, I've never seen any of these people before. Jax is on uh, Supergirl. Plays oh, yeah, Jimmy, he is. Jimmy Olsen on Supergirl. Okay. Which makes me sad for him because I, I just, I felt that what they gave him to work with was absolute crap. Oh, they gave everyone nothing to work with. Even the main character who's been in some stuff in martial arts films before, who's good, they gave him the worst character as Cole. Cole's just... Okay, I, I just have to say this. Cole is a pointless character. Cole is a character that was only made up yeah. for this movie, and I do not understand why. Any other character that's literally already established in Mortal Kombat could have fit his storyline better with less, like unnecessary prodding with his family and all this other stuff. They could have just fit the same narrative and storyline, been direct and straight to it. I don't understand the point of him. He is absolutely pointless in this whole movie. He does what? nothing. His scenes don't carry the movie forward. It's the worst idea. Why even make his character? He adds nothing. 
But then, nothing. but then here's the part that really bothered me. Like in the script or in the final version of the script, they have um, Kano, who is the who, best character uh, in this movie. He yes, the best that's my point. Like that—that's the character. Even when he goes evil, which you would you were expecting that. Like the whole thing with Kano that absolutely makes me laugh is the fact that. He's the character that's pointing out every freaking plot hole in this film. Mm-hmm. Every plot hole he's pointing out. He's like, oh, we're getting powers. That's it. We're all getting powers. This is what this is all about. I'm like, oh my God. Could you have simplified that anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's supposed to be a journey about self-discovery. If you really, like, break it down and study it, it's supposed to be a, a journey about self-discovery and how these characters essentially jump to another level simply because of the fact that um, you know, they basically just have, you know, like these, the like this mission. Yeah, they, they have this mission. The students, like the, the characters have this mission and they're supposed to discover what, but instead, every time I have either Raiden or somebody else saying, you must know how to use your gunna. And I'm like, thanks a lot for telling me that. Yeah, this you just destroyed like the whole thing. And that thing with Kano where they convince him. She's like, Oh, I'll give you three million. Or or he she says, I'll give you two million. He says, I want three million. When he had already pointed out that she lives in a crappy trailer. All right. And then she's like, I don't have that money. I live in this crappy trailer. It's like, really? You're pointing out, like, every time you do something, you point out the obvious. And then everything is an event. It's not an actual scene that has any buildup. It has nothing. Zero buildup for anything. There's no buildup to the, like, they talk about the tournament. And they talk about, you know, you see this, but there is no tournament. It's just people fighting all the time. Yeah. Like, there's no, it's, it's no, there's no setup. There's, it's not even Kumite worthy. No, not and for those of you that don't know it, I'm talking about Bloodsport. Yeah. But still. I, I hated the fact that there was no tournament and the ending was just them tournament fighting anyway. So I was like, no, you can't be like, no tournament, but we'll do tournament fighting. Get out of here. Have it one way or the other. This, the, this setup of the game and the 95 movie and everything is very easy. People need to fight a tournament to save the world. That's it. That's all you got to do. They have this simple storyline that they could do. And this movie is so overly complicated and makes no sense going forward. But that's the point. You just brought up, Jonathan, you brought up the key word here. It's called storyline, and they didn't have one. And it, it isn't that it's, to me, I found it insulting as a viewer. And maybe we see things a little bit differently. In the sense that we, you know, when we look at it, we're looking for the story. We're looking, with, yeah. you know, how does this work, really? And, and and we look at this, and I'm like, okay, this is one event. This is set up like a really crappy cutscene, not even from Mortal Kombat. It's just set up like any cutscene that you would see from any B-rated yep. game franchise. Yeah, right. You see that, and it's like. Come on, dude. Do you really do you really have to do this right now? Like yeah. right here? You could have gone with that whole Scorpion versus Sub Zero story. 
and done more with that. Mm-hmm. You had a good start there. Yep. And instead you have you have Cole who's like training and at some point he goes to Luke Kang, which let me tell you right now, I've always loved Luke Kang as a character, but right now I have a real complex relationship with that. Because Luke Kang was the creepiest freaking character in this movie. And I'll and I'll explain why I felt he was creepy in this film. First of all, you know, he comes out, he does the fire thing and the dance. And then every time, every time after he introduces himself or something, he either does something with fire or does like a weird dance pose. Like, I am Luke Kang and I'm doing this dance. And you don't know if you should feel comfortable or weird because I'm doing this thing with my hands. Because I'm Luke Kang. Hand, I, I wanna, jazz hands. I want to touch on Luke Kang for a second. Because Luke Kang is the main character of Mortal Kombat, right? We know that. He is the main character of Mortal Kombat. 90, mm-hmm. In the video games he is, the 95 movie made him that. Now, in the 95 movie, because we were in the 90s, they didn't think that an uh, American audience, right, would really accept a... When I say Asian actor, like with a Chinese actor yeah. and everything, like you know an I mean, Asian yeah. actor as a main character. So in the 95 movie, they made Liu Kang Chinese-American. Where in the game, he's just Chinese. He's not Chinese, but he's just Chinese. To bridge that gap. This movie, I felt go, well, we want to make it star an Asian character, but we want Liu Kang to be authentic. We still don't believe that we can have a Chinese-American character lead, so we'll make a Chinese-American character, sorry, Japanese-American character, and make it up. And I'm like, why is this just not Liu Kang's journey to believe in his destiny as the main character? Why is Cole there? They make Liu Kang creepy and weird, and Liu Kang is the main character. Because, because honestly, and I don't, I don't want this to sound, I don't want this to sound, but this is a fact. When it comes to Asian characters in American films, all right, or taking Asian storylines in American films, and I'm not necessarily that, saying that uh, Mortal Kombat is that, but it kind of is, because that's the way that it was set up in the video games. They always do this. They always whitewash the main character. Yeah. I mean, to where Goku is an American teenager or something like that in the Dragon Ball movie, which I never watched because I had better things to do, like not watching that film. <laughs> now... Like you want, but it's not even. Let's forget about the fact that you're whitewashing the character. Let's let's not even talk about that. No, I, I we think already it's know just that. The weird choice to put Cole in as the stand-in, but I'm like the '95 movie already did that. They already they had the same problem, and they said, "All right, we're still gonna follow Luke Kane. We'll make him Chinese American." And it's still about his hero's journey and overcoming and believing himself. And in this one, they just didn't feel comfortable enough, so they made it about Cole and his. Not, not only did they make journey, it about Cole, but they never flat. they didn't. But they did not make either character likable because every time Liu Kang did anything, exactly, I, I felt like throwing up. It was like, dude, stop moving your hands. Like every time you do this, like I'm Liu Kang. And if like, anybody dude. out there doesn't remember, watch the 95 version of Liu Kang, who he kills it. The actor kills it and does such a great job. Uh, it's a, 95 movie is iconic for a reason. And watch this one and go, wow, that's just a weird take. If they were going to do no, that. No, it's not just, but it's not just that. At one point, they make the hero's journey painfully obvious. And I hate that because the whole point of writing the, the hero's journey into a script Watch Star Wars. Watch any films, any film that uses the hero's journey. Okay, the hero's journey tells you 
basically what what's what is supposed to be is there's supposed to be an evolution from beginning to end. Like you're supposed to start with the hero here, and the hero when he ends, like Luke Skywalker is much more mature, and and there's there's more of a you end up being drawn to the hero because the hero has learned to embrace both lightness and dark. He understands that, that that has to work. Yes, overcoming it. Here, it's like Cole at one point is training, getting his butt whooped. Yep. Um, and then he's like, Lou, how do I find my con? And I'm like, really? Like, you're asking Lou Kang for this advice? And, and then Lou does this thing with the hands. And gives him a creepy oh. story about killing somebody. I'm like, Liu Kang just kills a random scumbag? Like, why? why make those choices? It's such a... This movie makes so many weird choices with all its characters and its plot with this MacGuffin of Arcana and this tattoos, which are idiotic and stupid and exist nowhere. It's uh. just an invention for this movie, which is completely mm. unnecessary mm. and unneeded. No one needed to care that these people had superpowers. You didn't even need to really address it at all. People just understand it and accept it. That's it. Drop it. They did it in the 95 movie. They do it in the video games. Everybody loves them and pays for it. What was the need? What was the need for that stupid tattoo storyline that to speak on characters, they made one of the original OG best characters just kind of this nothingness who's waiting to get a tattoo. And I'm talking about Sonya, which oh. is really weird that they made the only female character constantly demeaned by her male counterparts and seem as not chosen and not one of them. Which again, in the video games, she is. She's original Gathman. She's originally chosen. It is such a weird thing. What really bothered me, what really bothered me about that is, first of all, I, I didn't like Raiden in this movie. Lord Raiden here was just annoying. Uh, he had no no Christopher Lambert. He was just an zero actor. personality. Zero. And when when uh, Sonya Blade comes in, it's like, you do not have a mark. It's like, okay, so basically you're saying she's the one. Here's how stupid this is. She's the one who, along with um, with Jax, discovered discovered the Mortal Kombat thing, the other realm, and so and, and they're giving them credit for that early on, making at least explaining the importance of those two characters. And yet, you have Jax get the whooping of a lifetime. And be like given baby robot arms, mm -hmm. which really was problematic for me. Oh, and yeah. then you have Sonya basically be treated like she's just a lesser female because she has no tattoo and this is a boys club. Yeah. And that's it. That's what they don't do that to her in the 95 movie. Why is it in like 20 years later, we're still doing the same thing like boys club? I'm like, that's a weird thing to choose. That And that's and, only... Again, this does not exist in the game, everyone. This is only for this movie they decided to do this. This is And this is this choice. is the thing that I really hated about this film. When they when they're getting their butts kicked in um in the uh in Lord Raiden's temple. Mm. I mean, they're getting whooped. Yeah. Sonya, who at this point has zero powers, is trapped beneath a stone that was I would say pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. Um 
Jax is supposed to find his Kana. Mm-hmm. Or whatever the hell you call it. I don't even care. So he's trying with these baby robot arms. Just trying like little engine that could. Just, just trying to put it as... Just, just, just like, and so somehow the technology shifts from technology to magic or whatever because his arms develop like he's been lifting robot weights or something. And I'm like, really? This is... You couldn't just put those arms on him from the beginning? It's Again, it's idiotic. In the games, in the original storyline, he gets his arms... He's not like that. He goes to the American military, they build him good arms. That's it. There's no super-duper magic. They're just robot arms. They're just metal robot arms. That's it. There's none of this, like, we need to do all of this overcomplicating to explain Jack's arms. It's like, yeah, the military rebuilt them. Cool. That is a line. That's all you need, and it goes forward. You understand that. And then, and then here's here's another problem that I had with this. Um, the uh, the best fighter, the one with the metal hat. I always forget his name. What's his Kung name? Lao. Um, Kong Lao. Kong Lao is your best fighter there, and by all intents and purposes, your somewhat most likable character within all the good guys that absolutely suck because they have. No flavor whatsoever. Yep. Kung Lao essentially gets the soul sucked out of him. Like, he has no warrior's death, really. No. Okay, he completely gets... Pwned. Destroyed. And that's it. Yep. That's the end of Kung Lao. That's the end of one of your top guys. What was that all about? And this is why I hate Cole more than anything, since he's a movie-only character. Everything with him is pointless, and this movie feels rushed. And I'm like, why? Get rid of that character. You have so much more room to explore the characters you're exploring anyway. Literally, Cole serves no purpose. Like You could have just used those scenes to explain Kung Lao a little more. Talk a little more of Liu Kang. What is the point of And then when they bring Goro in, and it's like, oh, Goro, and he's going to go after the... The family and, you know, the wife of Cole is going to get in on the fight and she's going to hit the guy with an axe. Right, because Cole, because Goro as a character did not have the power to just freaking break her neck to prove a point. Look, it's not that I'm saying that that shouldn't have happened and I, and I appreciate the fact that the wife got involved, but I'm, I'm saying, you know, you have... A, a character that's basically almost a brainless killer, and that's kind of the way Goro really is in the games. Um, and it's really one of your more difficult characters to to, to fight. Yeah, it's Prince Goro. He's supposed yeah. to be someone that you're fighting towards the end, mm-hmm. not you know. And all of a sudden, he's like, "No, you know, I'm going to get my golden sweater, and I'm going to kick the crap out of you." Goro was the winner of the last nine Mortal Kombat tournaments. He's the reason Earthworm has not won one in, you know, in over 900 years. You wouldn't know this from the movie because, you know, whatever. Golden Sweater beat him up. Wife hits him with the max. And instead of putting Cole in with Wife beats him with an axe for a girl power moment, have any of the actual other female fighters in, get rid of this tattoo chosen one BS, and just actually have women fighting. 
like they do in the 95 movie and the game. Weird choices for this 2000. No, it's not weird. Movie. It's horrible choices. It's horrible, horrible choices. choices. And it has a roster of female fighters. Tons of them. They only showed like three in this movie. So why not just them. put them in? And then the problem too is like your strongest female character, which is Sonya, is basically at times at one point she says this line, I get the bitch with the teeth, right? It's like they want to make it all about Women on women fighting. You know, a girl fighting a girl. Why? Because a girl can't beat up a guy. And then you kill that by saying you kill whatever suspense you built up for that fight by having her go fight Kano, which was already something that had been set up early in there. And the payout was anticlimactic because you knew Kano was going to get killed at some point. You knew Kano was a guy that was going to get killed, that he was going to be evil, whatever, whatever. You knew Kano was going to get killed. Yep. That's it. You knew that. Don't anybody that says, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't think that. No, you knew that it was going to happen. It was already set up. And the problem is it's the lines, too. And forget about how poorly they were delivered. You know, I mean, I'm sure that at some point you're realizing you're just doing that for a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. But it's like they're, they're saying, oh, I want to kill. Oh, no, I want you, Sonia. To fight, she gets. She says, I, you know, I get the bitch with the teeth. And um, Cole says, no, you get Kano because you kicked his ass before. Right, because we didn't remember that. It's not a four-hour movie, literally. It just happened, like, all of 40 minutes ago, 50 minutes ago. It's yeah. not a situation that we all need to worry about. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is setting up a fight that... Kano was pointing to clearly was going to essentially happen, which was, oh, I gotta, I gotta get my, you know, you gotta get your tattoo, but you don't have the bulldogs or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah. And again, Sonya, who, by the way, the last Mortal Kombat game, the model for Sonya was Ronda Rousey. I just want to say Sonya is a jacked person, so, uh, you know, they they use real life people for this. She's supposed to be jacked in a fighter. Uh, Hollywood keeps casting women paper thin. It pisses me off. I want to see jacked women in these movies. I just I want to see them. We have jacked men. Jacked women should be in this too instead of skinny supermodels. Uh, I have I have the, I have that same thing about Wonder Woman. I really hate Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman should be like buff, like Mother Russia from Kick Ass, and I do not like that she's paper thin, Gal Gadot. Because I really think she should have amassed more. But to say that with Sonya in this one, I agree with you. They set that up. But they, they, they tease it out for so long that it, until she doesn't get her mark. It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise when it happens. That's the yes, point. But it's also unnecessary and comes off as just very misogynistic. Because it's like, why yeah. is your only female character in the movie? You're just like, oh, you can't get it. You don't have the balls to do this. You don't do this. You don't do that. And I'm like, what is this? Sonya and... Again, I hate to compare it to the 95 movie, but her opening scene in the, the 95, 95 movie, movie was not nearly this sexist. No. And the, her opening scene in the 95 movie is her punching her way through the crowd, telling Jax to, like, fuck off. She can trust herself and shooting a guy with a shotgun and going, like, I'll fucking kill him. Like, she's just fucking a badass who walks through. And no one tells her differently. That she comes into I, this, oh, shucks, I guess I can't play with the guys in this movie. I'm like, what is going on? On, they ruined Sonya. 
They ruin every character, honestly. They ruin every character, dude. Because I, like, for me to say that I don't like Liu Kang, that's those are big words. Yeah. And here's the thing, bro. Like, it all comes down to this, okay? Ultimately speaking, um, I was hoping, hoping that this would be something that I would enjoy because of of the cheese factor. Oh yeah. No, because what little cheese they were giving me, what crumbs they were giving me of old cheese. You know when you smell old cheese, it's been there for too long, and it's just like rancid. And you're like, man, I don't know if that's the nature of the cheese or if it's just been there that long. But then you get close to it, and you vomit, and you realize it is the most terrible thing I've ever smelled in my entire life because it's putrid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, I just wanted to make that gave everyone that visual and that smells, you know, um, because oh, yeah. if you like this movie, you deserve it. Yeah. Um, and, and we talked about the characters. We talked a little about the plot, but honestly, the plot is just terrible. There's no plot. There's, there's no yeah, plot. exactly. That's my question is what is the plot? Because anyone might say, well, this is an action film. Yeah. But even action films have plots. Mm -hmm. Let, let, you know, look, look at Cliffhanger. Look at any superhero movie that's been good. Look at anything that has action usually has something, some inciting incident, some underlying cause, something that you follow through on to a, to a clean resolution. And this movie didn't have any of that. This movie, all it has is events. That's it. it it's events. And out of nowhere, comes out, out of the flames, comes Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. And... And, yeah. like, he introduces himself to his descendant. You know, if, if, if um, Cole was the baby, right, and somehow that baby managed to live for 600 years or 500, 400, whatever, and get immortality, then I'd be like, oh, that's cool, man. That, that makes us, if you think, that's something. But you didn't even give me that. You had a baby at the beginning, and I can't see the baby, okay? I can't see the baby. And I don't know for the rest, or and I don't know the journey of the baby. So what's the point? I'm gonna say this again in the games. Um, everything happens in contemporary time. There's no like big time leap between when Scorpion dies, Mortal Kombat tournament. Scorpion dies like like maybe a year before the tournament. Like he's like he. It's very contemporary, right? <laughs> so they made that leap again for the movie, and to add in this character, but he didn't add anything his plot his actual story plot because when you write characters they should have a journey an emotional arc and blah 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 none of that happens with cole um, well for every for every character script wise usually the best way to go about it is you need to write a character bio you need to have character timeline mm -hmm. this is all stuff that isn't going to go on the script however it's stuff that's going to give the writer the opportunity to get to know the characters so that when you're actually writing something in the scene it makes sense for that character in it, and you figure in your mind that that's something for that character to do, so you have a better grasp of explaining the character. Don't tell me that because these are video game characters that are already established, you couldn't have done that if you were going to break so many freaking rules and you're going to veer so quick, so far away from the actual source material. Because people say, well, source material might not play well, you know... Or to to the audience in real time, that's correct to a degree. 
but not to this kind of a degree where you're breaking source material and you're throwing a bunch of idiot characters, none of whom has anything in common with what's already been established there that has so many people that are fans of it. That's a problem that I have. Like the thing with Scorpion, like, make sure you take care of my bloodline. That's it. That's why, the, why couldn't Scorpion just be in this movie? Why do we have to follow Cole? We could have just followed Scorpion. Well, because he was busy taming the flames of hell. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you. Getting to know the, the story better. I, I, every time I was sitting there, I was like, I don't understand these story beats. I want to go to the villains real quick because we talk about the story. I literally asked um, my partner because I was like, do you know who the villain is of this? Like the name of the villain? After the movie was over, she was like, no. I was like, what about his powers? No. I was like, what is what is his goal? She's like, uh, take over Earth, I guess? Like, nothing. And I was like, yeah. Shang Tsung basically gets no screen time. He's in desert lands. You don't really get to learn anything about him. I think you him. see him like four... You see him at best like four or five times, I think. Yeah. And he's just very... It's nothing. It's nothing. Kind of like a pointless bully. Yes. A pointless you know? bully, a pointless cheater. Like, your movie is as good as a villain. If you're going to have a villain, you need your villain to be compelling, good, have reasons, motivations. Uh, he has to be charismatic. All these things that you want in a good villain that this did not have. Oh, the villain, oh let me tell you. The song in the 95 movie was so iconic that they put him in the video game. They started modeling, right, the video game character out of the movie character because he was that charismatic. Shin Sung, Shin Sung in this movie, what really pissed me off about that character, honestly, was that he was straight up stupid. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, 100%. He goes through this whole thing, um, and then at one point, it's like Raiden tells him, thank you for helping me help him find his kana. Like, the whole time Raiden's playing him, he's like, I got you. Like, no matter what you do, if you think my guys are a bunch of ragtag idiots, no, they're going to figure stuff out. They're going to kill your guys. That's what's going to happen. But you're, you're not even building to that. You're essentially just telling me that that's what's going to happen. Because all, all Raiden suffers are minor, minor damages to his, to his, uh, to his temple. Mm -hmm. Like the hand falling, which... You know, if that hand was as heavy as it was supposed to be, then then I guess um, Sonya Blade is made out of steel or titanium or something. Yeah. Um, you know, basically <laughs> the whole time, Raiden's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. So this is how I'm gonna handle stuff. Huh? I'm gonna punk you out every time. Yeah. So like, their goals are not compelling because they're villain. Who Sub Zero is a better villain than Shang Tsung in this movie? Just, just he's actually menacing, has a little more characterization, and even he has zero characterization in this movie. But the villains are non, not honestly. If you swap their faces and colors out, who would care about the villains? Literally, no one cares. You could swap them around; it, they mean nothing. They literally mean nothing. And you have to have compelling good villains to make things like this work. And when we go back to plot and overcomplicated with the villains and everything else. Mortal Kombat is, like you said, a kumite. It's a blood sport. It's a tournament movie. It's very simple. You get your people to the tournament. Then 
then you don't have to worry about the setting up for fights because in a tournament, people fight. That's all you have to do. But they kept trying to come up with reasons for them to fight and it was really just a vent. None of it made sense. It didn't really plot and it 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 it, it made me angry because I'm like, why are you overcomplicating what is essentially an easy plot? What is essentially get people from here to there, fight in a tournament, fight each other with the ultimate goal of saving Earth. That's look, it. Look, it's look. Hunger Games. They, Hunger Games just did it. Everyone else just did it. They overcomplicated a simple story. But, but what really bothers me at the end of it, because I, I completely feel the same way as you. There's no argument between you and I here because 100% I feel the same way. And for everyone out there listening, we did not watch this at the same time. Nope. I actually watched it yesterday. We did not watch it together. We always watch these things apart to formulate our own opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I 100% agree with Jonathan on this. And I'm going to tell you really what bothered me about this. <clears throat> I watched this at home. I didn't go to the, you know, even though I'm fully vaccinated and everything, I still don't want to go out to, to theaters. It's just the thing that I'm doing for protection. Same here. Um, I watched this at home. Okay. I watched the original film that came out in 1995 in theaters. That was a great popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. That was a great popcorn and, and that soda movie that you would just love back then. This wasn't a theater movie. This was a, this was a film that if I went to theaters and I paid $30 for three people to go watch it, I would be really, really angry. And I would be really, really angry because I would feel like I'm being robbed of my money. And then at that point, I have no choice but to buy the biggest popcorn, at least three or four boxes of snow caps, if they even make those anymore, and just eating that out of self-hatred for making the stupidest damn mistake I made that Sunday, which was to go watch this film in a theater. That is exactly how I feel about that. And there isn't a single person in this world who's going to be able to change my mind about it. And I'm going to tell you why I will not change my mind about this. And I'm getting real hot about this because I'm really mad. I'm, I'm holding back my fatalities right now. And again, that, that was also pissing me off. It's like occasionally they would throw something in from the game like, fatality. Or, or Scorpion right. saying, get over here. Come here. Like, yeah, because we can't tell that you're making a, a nod to the video game that's so blatantly obvious. And you're doing it every few minutes now. But at the end, it's like, we're going to recruit people for the tournament. Now we're recruiters. Hooray. We're like the army. Cool. And he's like, oh, it's not what I'm going to do next. It's where I'm going. I'm going to Hollywood. And they built the freaking Johnny Cage as if as if it's something that we didn't already see coming or we didn't know was coming. But you're making it like it's all about Johnny Cage, like Johnny Cage is the most important thing in the world. I was like, I'm sorry, but when I played the character of Johnny Cage, he was actually rather annoying. Yeah, he's supposed to be. He's our comic relief, annoying Hollywood character. Yeah, that's that's my point. So why is it like you're making it sound like what are you gonna get? No, nope. someone to play Johnny Cage is special. I mean, I'm just like, well, I, I really don't understand, person, bro. The 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 actual prophecy in the game, the most special person is Luke Kang. So you know, the person who's already in this movie. 
So, which, by the way, that last scene Who's pissed the me off so much because when Raiden's like, I'm going to just get some new Earth champions or make some new ones. I'm like, so you're making the tattoos, meaning you could have gave Sonya a tattoo at any time. What is the point of this? What is the point of this? I hate yeah, this. Yeah, Raiden, Raiden became super, it was like super sexist. The whole yeah. time. I'm like, dude, I cannot deal with this right now. And honestly, it's one of those films that after you watch it, I, I'd been watching it. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be totally honest with you. I was watching it for about, I was about an hour into it. And I had to pause it. And I was like, I can't deal with this right now. And I paused it for like 10 minutes just to catch a break. I, I had to pause it once to catch my partner up because she didn't understand anything. And I was like, well, because I know the games, let me just tell you about these characters because she didn't know the characters. So this movie, again, you have to kind of know who the characters are. This movie makes no sense, by the way. Um, because if you're coming into it fresh and with no knowledge of the characters, they don't give you anything. They, they let me ask you a question. Them. Let me ask you a question. And I paused at a minute and 12 uh -huh. seconds, and I was like, are they just not doing a tournament? I remember it, because I paused it, because I was like, I feel like it's been an hour or more, and they're just not doing a tournament? And when I saw that, I was fuming. I was fuming an hour 12, and I realized they were never going to do a tournament. Let me tell you this. If, all right. You really want to go down to it. And we went, we talked about video game films and what are top 10 or top five, I believe it was. Yep, top five. Favorite video game films were. Okay. I go back to Street Fighter, which was a cheese fest. Yes. Oh, so much better than this one. And the story was insanely well defined. Okay. I go back to Mario Brothers. The story was insanely well defined. Mm -hmm. I go back. You you've already brought up ninety five, a myriad of times, insanely well defined. Okay. I go back to Street Fighter to the animated film. Mm -hmm. A million times better defined than this crap. Mm -hmm. We're in 2021. Storytelling techniques are supposed to have improved. Yep. Filmmaking techniques are supposed to have improved. Yep. Right. So, can you tell me why I watched a steaming pile of crap for an hour and 50 minutes? I because there's, there's... If you're going to make this something that's going to be like a flagship or a franchise or something, you're going to rebuild and reboot, you should make it based on the premise that this thing is going to work a lot better. Hell, it would have worked better for me if they would have brought back Christopher Lambert as Raiden and, and killed him off or something. Yeah. Just done something that made sense. Or even this guy who was hateful as Raiden because... It's not that Raiden's supposed to be like a nice character, whatever. There's a purpose. He's more of a mentor, whatever. But this guy, I just I didn't care for him. He's just like one of those people that's in a movie theater and starts screaming at the screen. That's what this guy was. Yeah. And you just want to smack him. You just want to kick him in the back of the head. 
That's what really bothered me. Like, I, I saw nothing redeeming. And you could say, well, you know, at the beginning you said that the early scene was redeeming. I'm like, yeah, but that's only one good thing out of an entire hour and 50 minute long movie. I'm sorry. I just... Yeah, the ending, the ending fight scene between Scorpion and Sub-Zero, I want to say that I like, but it's, I like the effects and the fighting more than the like actual that. fight itself. I like the effects more than I like the actual fight. The actual fight, I was going to bring that up, and thank you for, for reminding me. That fight, I swear, happened in slow-mo. Because those guys, there are times when they're doing flips and stuff like that, where they look like they're actually struggling to do it, you know, I don't know if I don't know what the situation was there, but the fight itself, from at least the top angles, like they they would have a top angle where you would just see them fight, and it's like they were moving slow, yeah, just yeah. very slow, and I was it like, was. kind of disappointed because I was thinking to myself, don't you can't you get these guys moving any faster? Yeah, no. I agree with you. I think I like the effects of like the ice walls and stuff like that and the fire and the chains. I like the effects, but the fight was lackluster. And it's a it's a it's a movie about fights, really, at the end of the day. It's about fighting. And if my best fight scene was in the first beginning of the movie and that was it, this movie failed then. It failed on its basic premise about being a fight movie. It basically fails if your best fight is in your opening scene. Yeah, it's it was absolutely terrible, honestly, and I cannot. You know, at the end there was nothing redeeming. The whole thing with uh, with Johnny Cage to me was kind of more whitewashing of you know of that, which it really bothers me because I thought, you know, if you're going to use the word progressive and you're going to be progressive, then you should act progressive. There's there should not be any more of this. I can't have a strong Asian character. Mm-hmm. I gotta Americanize this character <clears throat> or make my stronger character an American character. Yep. You don't see that anywhere else, I don't think. Uh, or you see less of it, you know? But that really kind of bothered me because I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm just... It just it bugs me. It bugs me, man. These are strong. These are strong characters, and not every character is you know has to be whitewashed. Why you you should not take a woman and put her down to the level of you know you're just one sexist remark away. Like all Raiden had to do at that point was to tell her to get in the kitchen and make him a casserole or something. Yep. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, we don't have the mark. Go make me a casserole, please. What? It's just terrible. You know, there's nothing progressive about this film. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that an action film should further a progressive agenda. But I am saying that if you're going to do something, then do it right. And do it, you know, more in accordance to the way that the story is supposed to be and laid out. If you have a strong female lead character, let her be a strong female lead. Don't have her be like a follower because... Essentially, you know, at first she seems to be Jax's equal, mm-hmm. but then the whole time it's just like, okay, guys, um, 
Who I'll fight whoever you tell me to fight. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And yes, Raiden, I'll get that casserole for you right away. Do you want a beer too? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm just gonna say this. I hate this movie because anybody out there, if you're gonna adapt something and you're gonna create a new character, they have to have a point. This is essentially shooting Harry Potter and creating a side character named Tommy who lives in the human world but then goes to the wizarding world and can speak parcel tongue and also has some powers who can maybe defeat Voldemort but instead it's just going to help Harry defeat Voldemort and you'd be like what's the point of Tommy just have Harry right that's essentially what Mortal Kombat did with Cole and it was like what is the point of him he serves no purpose all of his purpose could be served by the characters that are there. I hate this movie for him in particular because it's literally stopping the plot with this nonsensical character that absolutely has no growth. You keep saying plot. Anymore. You keep All saying plot like there's an actual plot here. Yeah. And I know we want to be nice and we want to be positive, but we can't do that all the time. Like there is no plot. This whole thing, dude, was just so like just. Point. Their main character is pointless. <sighs> So makes the whole plot pointless. Because there is no plot because it's around Cole, who is a pointless character who doesn't grow and serves no purpose. He's a loser who fights in the beginning, and he's kind of a recruiter who fights at the end because he got some special magical armor superpower. But don't worry, he still can't beat Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero still whooped on him. He needed his dead past person to maybe come back and help him. I was like, okay, oh, still and, and wait a minute, wait a minute. This also is another thing that ticked me off. The wife and child of Scorpion were killed right away by the ice. Mm -hmm. Scorpion comes back to already dead. Yep. Alright. The wife and kid of Cole are Put on ice, by all means, with all the time that they spent fighting, they should have been dead. Oh, yeah. But apparently, this is some kind of warming ice that waits a long while before it kills you and freezes you to death. It's the same it one that cauterizes first, right? wounds. It's the same no, it's not, not, it's not the same one that cauterized the wound. Clearly, it's a different kind of ice with different ice properties that make no ice sense. Okay? By the way... I just want to say Cole's family, when he originally left his family to protect them, because he's like, if I'm around, these people are going to keep chasing you. And then he immediately fails and goes back to his family again. His own in the movie, what he sets up as his own motivations for learning how to fight. He fills that and immediately goes back on. What is the point of him? But it's what proven that that's his motivation him? when he finally finds his magic golden sweater. Which, is Which I bet you he stole from. I, no, that sweater he stole from the people in Atlantis, uh, from Aquaman and his Why family. Why does he have powers similar to his ancestor? What is the point of him? If they're gonna make the connection, then make the connection. Hey John, if you know not, what power? He's pointless. Hey John, you know what power he has? I mean, and that's why I can't like this movie. The, the main character is absolutely pointless, serves no purpose, goes back on it immediately. If, if literally he was not there and replace him with any of the existing characters or Scorpion himself, this movie's instantly better. This movie sucks. I hate it. It's terrible. I'm sorry. It fucking sucks. It's now one of my least favorite video game movies is Mortal Kombat.
versus my favorite video game movie, which is Mortal Kombat. I am mad that a 95 version of this movie is 10 times better. I am mad about um, that. There is no I, reason. I want to say, I want to say that this film was a lot. I think it was, it would have made Tommy Wiseau way so proud. Um, oh, it's something Bo, that if you would have. Ubo would have done a better job. He was like, oh man, thank you. You're making my movies look good. Yeah, no, this, this is something that I feel. Shows everyone um, that if you know how to pitch a crappy film, it can get made. Yeah. All this right. Apparently, supposed to be one of three, so there's supposed to be two more of these. Hey, you know what? We're not going to be doing in future podcasts talking about the other two. I I refuse to watch it. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I refuse to watch it. Everyone out here, here's my final recommendation: go on YouTube and watch the MK9 video. Uh, they have it of all the cutscenes. Literally, you go on YouTube and search it. They have all the cutscenes stringed together. It is literally a ten times better movie, and I mean literal video game cutscenes are a ten times better movie than this actual movie. My final recommendation is um, uh, don't watch this movie. Um, watch at your own peril, and um, definitely don't pick. Don't pick an argument with us over it because no, nothing's going to change our minds. This is terrible. Um, I know people will argue with us. This tell me, tell me the point of coal. If you can tell me the point of coal, I will say okay, I agree with you. Here's keys to the kingdom. But there was no point in that character. I am. Uh, he was no. He was just trying to protect the family. <laughs> I could literally do a Snyder. You're right about Snyder. I could literally talk about this movie for four hours about how it failed on every single level. On every single level. Oh, I failed. Yeah. This, we already I said it already. Character plots, villains, everything failed. I don't. When the I fight watch, scenes. The fight scenes fail. When I watch this film, after the end of it, I was like, I was thinking of lines to come up with. Um, usually because I like to come up with one or two lines ahead of time. And I was going to tell you that this made Justice League look like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I and honestly that's saying a lot, dude. Cut. I would rather watch the Justice League. And I hated Justice League. In time. black and white. In black and white. I, I'll watch the black and white. Between this and the black and white version of Justice League, I'm watching the black and white version of Justice League. It has better action scenes. Period. That's better action scenes. It, yeah, even even uh, Steppenwolf is is a better villain, and saying a lot. Steppenwolf is yeah. like the worst villain ever. Yeah, and I hated the Zack Snyder League Justice Cut, but the shots of Outworld we haven't even touched on the cinematography and the location sets and the pointless gray openness that adds nothing to the film. That again, oh, and the fact. And the fact that you don't know where uh, where Cole's actually at, if he's in California or if he's in Ohio or where the hell he's at. Because at one point, at one point, Jack says, you need to go to Gary, Indiana. Look, when they're on the way to Gary, Indiana, you know, right after they left Jax to die. Remember that? Because yeah. he also left him to die, you know, whatever. Um, they end up going to this little house. And he's like, Putting his daughter to sleep, he's like, she's finally asleep. Well, she was asleep already. She wasn't 
making much noise or anything. So I'm not sure why that line was actually necessary. I'm not sure why this whole movie was necessary. I am not sure. The 95 movie didn't have one kid. I, every time I see kids in movies and R-rated movies like this, I'm like, please don't do this. You're going to bring this down and make it about the kid. And we didn't need that. And they did that in this movie um, immediately. I, 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 don't get, I don't get any of this movie. The, the, the shooting, the sets are terrible. We touched a little bit of the acting. It's not the actor's fault. The script is absolutely terrible. The script is flonkers bad. All the dialogue is bad. Uh, Kano's probably the best part. Because uh, he actually gets to have some jokes. But everybody else, what are they going to do with just terrible dialogue? They literally just had terrible dialogue. There's nothing they can do with their terrible dialogue. Yeah, the dialogue was, was awful. Yeah. And I mean, I, it, was awful. And it, it, it literally fails on every level. It literally fails on every level. I don't know. The music fails. The music fails. The mu they have a remix of the Mortal Kombat fights fight song for the 95, which is actually, I did not mind and find it palpable, but it didn't even get pressured in here. The music wasn't hyped to fight you up for those fights. The fights fail. Every level this movie fails. Again, four hours. Talk to me about an element of this movie and I will tell you that it failed. I'll even say the lighting failed. Let's go with it. All of it failed. Except for some special effects. Some, not all of it. Because half the special effects were garbage and terrible. I, I don't know that I even want to give it that much credit i think we're going too far because uh, the whole thing sucked to me honestly i just i hate i hate to say it like this but i mean it was just a crap movie that was trash that's it i mean I, if i could sum it up in one thing it was just a crap movie you know and the thing is i watched something else later like right after that to you know cleanse myself of the dirt that that left upon my person. Um, and anything's better than that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how that works. Yeah. Forensic Files is better than that. Well, I, uh, this was, I'm, I'm so disappointed. I'm literally just wearing a bathrobe because I've given up. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Um, I, I just I actually actually that looks like you're actually that looks like you're trying to find your Kana, but then your Kana wasn't very passionate, and it really only gives you a powerful bathrobe. <laughs> but the only powers the only powers in the bathrobe are just to keep you warm, like if it's a cold day outside because you live in Washington. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really all that is. Yeah, yeah, that's re that's really all it is. My Kana will have to, to never gonna, watch this movie again. That you're gonna have to. So I don't have to. You're gonna have to. Like, the end for Cole was basically, he got, he was not a very good fighter, so he was promoted to HR, you know, Mortal Kombat HR. <laughs> I know I talked about it, but do you remember that dragon punch he does against uh, uh, Goro? They've been building up his uppercut this whole... Oh, you mean that lame-ass dragon punch that looked way lamer in that scene because the shot itself was god-awful? Yes! Is that know. what you're talking about, John? Yes! This is what I mean. It fails so spectacularly that even in its own setup, it can't pay off a fight move. Johnny Cage doing splits and punching Goro in the in the dick is so much a more iconic scene than Cole's uppercut will ever be. His brief flash uppercut that did nothing to Goro, by the way, and literally did nothing. And I was like, okay. The daughter's like, give him the uppercut. And I was like, all right, at least it's coming. He literally went... And I was like, oh, 
He just also, and the stuff. one thing, and the one thing is like you know you're telegraphing it when you're saying that it's coming too. You're tell when you say something is coming, you're telegraphing a move. Yeah. You know that's something that you know if you're into fighting and um, and fight sports, combat sports, and everything. You know you don't telegraph a move by basically making your scene slow motion. So essentially, it's like something that. But his hand looks so dainty when it was oh, yeah. going up. It's like it was, it was the worst uppercut I've seen in a fighting movie, and this is what I mean. This movie failed so spectacularly because it did oh. not have good fights. The opening fight, which you've probably seen on YouTube, is the best fight, and everything else does not even remotely compare to that fight. Everything else will put you to sleep. It's boring, uninteresting. Um, in every sort of way. The last fight has some effects that are cool, but again, like Rick said, it's slow. It's really bad. It's a really bad fight. It's it, is, it, it, fight. it looks like it's shot in uh, in slow motion. Like, it's not shot. Like, it's basically made, you know, like it was edited in slow motion or something to where, where basically they're just slow-mowing every movement. Um, I, you yeah. Know, did you, you know this was delayed for a couple of weeks, right? Because they were doing something, reshooting, some editing... And um, I, I don't know what they quote unquote fixed in that time uh, because I, it's all the uppercut. I, I don't no I, I'm, I'm like, I'm really honest. Like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this was a different cut at some, some point. I don't know. I can't see from seeing the movie, the overall plot. I don't, I don't know what they changed. Well, with, a, with, a feature, they with a feature, with a feature, if they were only adding a few things, yeah. But I highly doubt that it was a, it was that different of a cut because if they had to re-edit that much of it, then it would have been a lot longer delay. Um, you know, usually because on edits like that, when somebody gets in in there with you, if it's the producer or the director with the editor in the room, there's going to be a lot of conversation because editors love to tell a visual story. Uh, producers a lot of times don't know how to tell a story, period. They know how to do a lot of things, not necessarily tell a story, so that creates conflict. So I doubt I doubt that that much was being done for it. Because, for, come on, man. Come I can't on. tell what. When they delay, when I heard that after seeing the movie for the delay, I'm like, they didn't fix the CGI. It's still sub, subpar. You know, that that's terrible. Like, the yeah, storyline totally. sucks. The characters suck. I'm like, what could have they possibly done for that extra time for this movie? I don't know what it comes from. I, I'm not interested in seeing a director's cut. I'm not interested in anything from this movie because it's spectacularly failed. People should lose their jobs over this. Um, this is this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely filmmaking in the time of the pandemic for you. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've seen other films that came out during the pandemic or got delayed. Because they were way better. Yeah, and they've been better. Godzilla vs. King Kong, another one that went back for shoots and got delayed because it didn't test. Well, it didn't test. Well, King of the Monsters did bad, so they changed some things around. And I could tell what they changed. I think it worked for the better. This one, no. I can't tell what they changed. I don't know what was the point of any of it. Yeah, them. no, I, I have better things to do after that, like what you know, showering and all of that. So yeah, so but, yeah. I, I know we were posted on our final notes and then we kept going because I just had more talk about how this movie failed. But Rick, any final thing you want to say about this movie or you feel good? I don't feel good about any of it, so that's not <laughs> a question to be asking me. 
Um, because it was shorter, it's not going to last as long as the Effective Justice League, I can tell you that for sure. Um, I've, I've nothing else to say about it. Nothing. I'm indifferent to it. I, I would, I would see it on the street and just keep walking. <laughs> I'm going to say after watching this movie, I literally, uh, told my part in the 95 movie. That's a lot of fun. I brought some popcorn with it because it's a great popcorn movie. Uh, and I will say again, Amen. I can't wait to then show her the MK9 uh, video game, literally cutscenes to show her how much better it is than this film. So I'm still super excited about Mortal Kombat, but this is going to be probably something that infuriates me. If you ever want to get on my nerves, just say Mortal Kombat 2021 was a good movie and you'll probably have me fight you immediately because this will this will nod me for a while. This one will get this one has gotten to me. This has gotten to me worse than Justice League. This one has gotten to me. Uh, this is um, yeah. It, see, I don't know. I was at, at one point. I just learned to put up my defensive shields. So I just I don't care for it. Um, I started thinking about DC versus Mortal Kombat video game, which is pretty cool back in yeah, the day. Yeah, that was fun. They had a good storyline on that one. Better than this. Yeah. Um. So that's. How I don't hate Mortal Kombat, everything else. I just hate this movie. So um, we make no apologies for our hatred of this movie. Um, you know, if you want to troll about it or for any other reason, um, good luck with that. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, go for a hike or something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> But, you know, I've got nothing to say about this film other than just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for next week. I think we're going to have done. Jonathan, uh, did you watch anything uh, that you want besides this? Did you watch anything that you want to talk about real quick? So what I had a lot more fun with, and I know we differ, and I'm sad we're not going to be able to talk about it, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I actually had a lot of fun with that one. I enjoyed it more than WandaVision. Uh, and I would say watch that instead of this. It had its problems. Actually, actually, what wait I a minute. Did. Hold on. I watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier all the way through, and I gotta admit, I loved it. Um, but I loved it because they a lot of the things that they did, and a lot of the stuff that they brought in, like it wasn't a, a holy action show. It was an action show. But it had real story to it, and I love that. I love something where the story makes sense. Certain things obviously made me mad because of the like the point of view of social injustice. However, seeing Isaiah Bradley, which is such an important character in the comics, and Sam finally becoming Captain America was freaking amazing. That I got to be honest. I love that, and I hope there's a second season. But all the obviously it'd be called Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, it's not a season; it's awesome. a movie. They already got greenlit. They're greenlighting a movie. The greenlighting. Oh, what's it going to be called? I didn't hear the part. Captain America yeah. Four, starring uh, starring them. So it's already green greenlit. So which you have mentioned said. something about? Yeah, you did say you did say they were going to set him up for it. I said if these, I said if WandaVision and Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier did well, we'll probably see him next in a movie. I called it. I just want to say I called it. You did call it. Listen back to our WandaVision one. I called this long time ago about why they're doing those. I still think this one what is also going to be a movie, but they made it Disney Plus show. But I enjoyed it. 
uh, it will be a movie. Um, I, I also say watch that instead of this. I, I actually you know what I you know what I really want to watch. What I what I can't wait to watch is the Loki show because that I I saw the preview for it, and man, Tom Hiddleston makes me laugh all the time. And that I, and the fact that they're bringing in um, Luke Wilson, not Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. Um, One oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I will watch Loki, too. I, I did not like WandaVision, but Falcon the Winter Soldier I did enjoy, and I'm I'm looking forward to enjoying Loki. I can say that. It yeah, I think so. I think so. I think, you know, but I think, too, these shows are probably going to be more consistent in terms of times. They're not going to be all over the place from episode to episode, which I think is great. And also, um, you know, there's... There's a lot there that um, that it's that's there for you know for them to work with. Which is, so I'm excited to see how this new thing. I heard that the one the character is actually going to come back in uh, Doctor Strange Part Two, mm. which I'm thinking she's probably going to be a villain on this. It has to be. I mean, she was a villain or, on the show. She was a villain on the show. Yeah, I think she's just going to be an even bigger villain now because of the whole, I've lost everything, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? I, I, so. I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this. Even though I was down on WandaVision, it's better than this movie. Um, <laughs> anything anything is better than this movie, Jonathan. Yeah. Let's so, not yeah, lie so, to the people. So I agree. So watch out Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, all of the episodes are out now. It's, it's a good time. Oh, it, I enjoyed it. So that's what I'd say to watch. Rick, anything else you would say to watch? Uh, New Mutants. I watched it right after this, actually, and I enjoyed it. It was a fun, it was a fun flick. It, was, it, it wasn't really a superhero film so much as it was like it had more horror touches to it, and I liked that. I, I, I liked that because it was actually better done than this. So yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think your that. perception of that movie being good is because you watched this first and you're like, hey, any passable movie is good now. Because this movie was so terrible. Anything, yeah, that's my point, though. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you that I would have thought the same thing about New Mutants if I if I didn't watch this film first. Because this is what I watched afterwards. No, I'm that serious. That's my. That's I'm legitimately making a point about that. Like, I I'm not a fan of teenage coming of age movies. It's just never been my thing. But I'd rather watch Teenage Mutants coming of age film than I watch this. 100%. So. I 100% agree. Uh, so tell them where they can watch our films, Rick. Doobie. Um, they're going to be on Alchemy very soon. Um, Doobie is putting our stuff together. And so it's going to have actually even more platforms that we're going to be on. Um, Canela.tv. Also, next week, it is going to be a really cool podcast. We're going to be talking to uh, Vivian Reynoso, who is our distributor with uh, J2911 Media. So we are looking very for very you know, excitedly and eagerly forward to that particular podcast. Um, you know, and we suggest that if you're interested in learning about the way distribution works, especially with how the models work now during the, uh, you know, during this new revolution called the um, streaming era, then by all means uh, tune in, you know, or what, listen to it once uh, once it's out. Yeah, definitely. I think we're gonna have a great conversation. A lot of good information out there. A lot of really good for, information. Uh, the young people coming up. 
when I say young, we're young too. But yeah, <laughs> filmmakers coming That's up, right. uh, coming up, and trying to really figure out what do I do, trying to find distribution, everything. If you're out there wanting to film, so it's going to be a great time. And so Vivian really, really is doing us a solid by coming on the show and talking with us. So I think it's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Jonathan, if you have nothing else, I have nothing else. Um, no, I, I literally have nothing else. I'm done. I, I'm, I'm going to be done. I'm going to take a shower. I'm listen, done. listen. To, yeah, you need to, you need to take you need to take a shower to get all the, get all the vibes off you. Just, just off. Off you just. I, I can't wash it off. It was wash it off. But I'm gonna do a fatality on myself. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> all right, but don't cut the hair, man. The hair looks good. Um, all right, so then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Week. We'll see you next week. Make sure to listen to us on Apple and and Spotify and everywhere else where good podcasts yep, are. Like, at, share, all right? subscribe, all those good things. Give Ali right. a heads up on our Instagram or WhatsApp for sure. Good thing, people. You have a you have a good day. Yes. Don't watch this movie, and you'll have a better day. All right. Bye. <laughs>